When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are recording on the fuck is today? Thursday, Jan- June 29th. Good Lord. <laughs> Thursday, June 29th, 2023 at 5.05 p.m. Eastern Time. Let's go. Last episode of the week. I'm, my brain's always a little cooked by now. Yeah, we're sitting dead. It's January 2005. No, it's with Brandon Weikert, and we're talking about UFOs. Brandon's been on here a million times. You actually just on here last week to cover your newest book, Biohack. Guys, please go grab it. That's in the description. You can also get uh, the uh, uh, winning space and um, uh, buh, 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 the war at Shadow, Shadow War about Iran. Shadow War. Yeah, that actually, uh, the ebook is presently available, but the hardcover will be out July 25th. It was in development hell for the last year, and finally it's, it's in coming purgatory. out. It's in purgatory. Yeah. Well, that's what you get for yeah. questioning U.S. space hegemony, Brandon, as you are. <laughs> you're, you're pointing out the king is wearing no clothes, or the emperor is wearing no clothes. But also in the description is his Twitter, his website, all that shit. Go support it. Go buy the books. Go follow him. Don't be a communist. And so right. we're talking, and you kind of left off on our last conversation about this, um, that UFOs are exotic uh, Chinese and or Russian. T- I don't know if you said Russian. You might have said Chinese yeah, tech. I, I think it's, but I think it's different technology belonging to all three great powers, including us. Okay, and with that, I'm going to shut up and you tell me why. Yeah, so basically... Um, it, and it goes back to World War II at the end of World War II, right? Um, I am convinced that, and this is by no means some inside information. I, this is just my theory. Um, I, I live by the creed that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Um, and I just, I haven't seen extraordinary evidence saying that the what we're seeing in the skies and have been seeing are little green or gray men. I don't know if we can even describe them as men, but um, you know yeah, that that's how very how very gendered <laughs> how very gendered of you. They they are color they are color neutral. They're androgynous. They, they be binary, non not non Earth creatures. You so, fucking bigot. You racist. You. So, I just uh, sorry. No, you're good. This is exactly it, though. So, like, I just I don't believe that that's what that is. I'm happy to be proven wrong. In fact, I think it'd be really cool if I was proven wrong in terms of think about how cool that would be. We're being visited by something more sophisticated than us. Of course, it's also kind of scary uh, because we know what happened when the, the more advanced Europeans found the Native Americans didn't go well for them. It's never um, once but, been good when a right. when a ship appears, be it wood or alien. Right. It's never fucking good. It's never good no. for the locals. No, no. It, may, it means um, say goodbye to your wife and you're dead. Right. That's yeah. right. So um, I, I just I, I haven't seen any evidence to suggest that any of the technology that's been displayed is indicative of another alien of an alien race. <laughs> what it looks like to me is exotic technology now uh, i'm not just talking about hypersonic i think in some cases though you are probably getting reports from people seeing things that are hypersonic drones um what i think though is going on is we are actually when i say we i mean our government but i also think by extension because of the way that the chinese have penetrated every secret element of our government i think they've also pilfered whatever we developed i think the russians had access to it as well going back to the second world war um basically my theory is that after in in the after world war ii we got a bunch of nazi scientists and the nazis and this is by no means an original theory uh the nazis were light years ahead of us in critical technology it's just that their problem obviously was they ran out of time and they ran out of resources to actually scale up the technology they were working on to make it useful to them at the strategic level um and so we ended up capturing a bunch of these nazi scientists 
And uh, the, the Soviets did as well. This was Operation Paperclip. Um, and we all know about Werner von Braun and the, the rocket technology. That's sort of the public-facing side of the sophisticated Nazi technology and men that we got uh, as part of Operation Paperclip. But there had to have been more than just that, given all of the stuff that was being reported that the Nazis had. There's a great book about the quest for anti-gravity um and it's by i want to say nick cook and uh it's all about how the u.s government and nick cook by the way was was it nick cook i'll have to i'll have to post when, when i when i share this on social media i'll put the actual because i'm forgetting now which what, what, what book it was but basically he was the editor he was the aviation editor for jane's defense weekly back in the 80s and early 90s when actually Jane's Defense Weekly was like the premier yeah. go-to. Yeah, yeah. Now my so, grandpa had it. Yeah, yeah. My, my, uh, me too. My grandfather too. Yeah. Um, so um, he wrote a book in 2002, which was all about his research into discovering how he thought that the UFO phenomenon was actually the result of a product of a very sophisticated, uh, not well-known, advanced u.s government black book project going back to the nazis that we took it from the nazis when we took pinamunda which was their sort mm -hmm. of area 51 and there was a guy with the last name of kamler he was a colonel hans in the kamler. SS. yeah hans kamler yeah that's right so um i think that we have had access to and if you look at like the dis the description of these vehicles right the pill-shaped vehicle for instance exhibiting what looks like anti-gravity capability it looks like it's made out of a weird material which we would call meta materials which were already in competition with china about trying to achieve meta material dominance um if you look at if you look at the description you read the descriptions of these things there is something called the ufo patents and i've written about this previously at the washington times the nav air which is a elite group of the navy's you know scientists they have the patents for these UFO patents. Um, and one of the, the schematics that's in the patent and trademark office is of a pill-shaped, wingless, windowless vehicle that is propelled by what we would call anti-gravity technology. Now, when I say this to people, their eyes glaze over and they start laughing and I start getting made fun of by the same people who are saying that it's little green men. And what I keep telling them is, why is it so believable that yeah. it's, you know, when Occam's really Razor would say it's us. Right, right, right. And and then they say, yeah, but why? how would the Chinese? Well, it's simple. Just go back to the Titan Rain incident, right? The Titan Rain incident was in 05. We were keeping the schematics for uh, the F-35. This is when it was still very, very, very experimental. We were keeping those schematics on uh, isolated servers at the DOD because we knew if we kept them on ordinary military servers, they could still be penetrated. And yet what we discovered was that for years, China had figured out how to worm their way into those servers. And they basically stole sort of like how the rebels into the original Star Wars stole the plans for the Death Star. They basically stole the detailed schematics of the F-35 and were able to figure out, I think, all the weaknesses and how to game out, how to take these things out. So it's a trillion dollar investment we made into the F-35 program. And for a fraction of that money, the Chinese were able to steal all of our sophisticated schematics and we're able to basically probably reverse engineer them and also develop countermeasures. Now, apply that example to the fact that whatever these craft that we've been building are going back to the Nazi era, we they were probably stored on a server somewhere. No matter how secretive it may have been, the Chinese have proven that they can penetrate and get in. What's more, we weren't the only ones who got access to the Nazi exotic technology uh, program. That the Soviets were actively in 1945 competing with the Americans for uh, taking these Nazi scientists back to their country to use for their science programs. Um, and we know that obviously we didn't get all the Nazis, uh, the, the, the scientists, the, the Soviets got some too. And so it stands to reason that the reason that the Russians probably have some kind of vehicle similar to what we have is because they also built 
these things based on the Nazi designs. And in fact, I've always thought, now this is just pure conjecture, but I've always wondered if maybe the Roswell incident was actually a, an experimental Soviet uh, Nazi designed craft because it was flying over the only A-bomb base yeah. in the world at the time. That's Annie Jacobson's uh, theory. Is it? Yeah, she wrote, okay. she wrote she wrote a book great book called Operation Paperclip. But that's her that's her conjecture is like this was a Soviet anti gravity craft. And yeah, it's has to be the only nuclear wing at the time. Right. right? And you look at where all of these things are showing up, they're showing up uh over our nuclear facilities because let's face it, the nuclear weapon, we talked about this the last episode. Nuclear weapons, they may be they may have been with us for many decades now. They're still the most efficient way to wipe out an entire country. Yeah. So our enemies are going to want to not only be able to surveil them, but they're also going to want to, I think, be able to deploy countermeasures against them. These vehicles have all kinds of weird electromagnetic things that they can do. Well, we've been able to disrupt the EM spectrum for 60 years now. So I, I just I don't know. I don't know how people can look at the UFO phenomenon, especially where they usually appear. They usually appear in restricted airspace. I don't know how you look at that and go, oh, it, it's definitely aliens. It can't possibly be U.S. government when you when you know there are things like the UFO patent, when you know that there are things like we're already experimenting with hypersonic. We know that. We've already got metamaterials like graphene, the kind of the kind of materials that these things are made of. Um, and so I know that the ancient aliens people, because the guy with the hair, I got into it with me on Twitter about eight months ago. Uh, what's his name? The, the, the Greek I know, guy. I, I know who you're talking you know, about. The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he hates me because I, he got into it with me on Twitter when I said this on Emerald Robinson's show. But the point is, is that. I just feel, and I wonder if we're not living through a psyop. This isn't about, you know, revealing the 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 truth of our existence, which is that we're not alone. The reason David Grush and these guys from the government are coming out is because I think we're getting. Where I think part of it is we're trying to scare the other countries that are starting to challenge us now, notably China. Say, hey, we've got stuff you don't even really know about. Wink, wink. But I also think part of it. I think part of it is there that the government is trying to get people acclimated to the idea that there's going to be a lot more of these exotic technologies in our airspace somebody, because we've I, now. Yeah, I think somebody well, commented that on one of our last episodes. They're like, what this really is, is we're prepping the public. So when the inevitable like TikTok videos of World War Three come out of American right. craft going Mach 90. You right. go, we're not all just completely shellacked. Right. We're, we're like, yeah, right. no, that's that's our alien. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Keep yeah. Going. yeah. Yeah, and so I, I just think that I think it's an important discussion to have. Obviously, this, this issue is not going away. And obviously, these crafts are now being seen by not just the farmer in the middle of nowhere. They're being recorded in very sensitive airspace by our top pilots and equipment. And it's causing a stir among the rank and file because this is such a compartmentalized uh, program that only a handful of people know about it. And so, and I think that's the reason that, that, uh, our pilots are encountering these vehicles and these vehicles are very aggressive. It's either they're belonging to an enemy country, which is scary, or it's because that elite group of people running the, um, the, 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 this exotic technology program in the U S government want to test these craft on our best technology off the shelf and our best trained people without those people knowing it they want to test reaction times sort of like a training uh you know like a double blind training type deal and so um but but i this is not going away because this has been going on now for several years and excuse me and the stories are only getting more and more detailed and more and more people are coming out. You now have Senator Marco Rubio demanding answers. So obviously we need to understand this phenomenon because it isn't just a flight of fancy, if you'll pardon the expression, or in someone's head. This is obviously a real thing. We now have real recordings of it. We know these things exist and we do need to know what they are. But given the fact that they appear usually above or very near U.S. military installations, I think we can kind of deduce what they are from that. It's not aliens. It's it's military craft. And the Chinese, by the way, last or two years ago, when the UAP stories were getting big, 
one of our reporters, I think it might have been an NBC reporter, asked the Chinese government, have you been seeing any of these exotic, strange pieces of, of alien equipment in the skies? And the Chinese government gave an official uh, statement. They said that, yes, we routinely intercept these vehicles or these kinds of vehicles over the South China Sea in particular. However, we believe they are of an uh, advanced American design. And so they've been very open about that. And I don't think the Chinese would be giving us that kind of credit unless they really believed it and were concerned about it. And I think they might have similar technology. I guess I'm I'm just trying to play devil's advocate to my own yeah. my, my own thought now is if every if or if the big three nations were to have them, you wouldn't really need the psyop. It would just kind of be accepted that they all have their own black programs. The psyop is what's getting, it's what's getting me. So let's say Russia has them. Let's say China has them. Let's say we mm -hmm. have them, right? And war breaks out, and then we see all this crazy shit. You naturally, anyone with a half a brain cell would go, okay, well, you don't see this stuff during Iraq because you didn't need it. But now we're going right. up against near peers. So, yeah, every country's taken there, and, and nobody's stupid. Everyone knows that the government's always 20, 30, 40 years ahead. You wouldn't need a PSYOP for that. So that tells me that that we still have something. And this isn't me, rah-rah America. Right, right. This is just, if we're doing a PSYOP, we're doing, we're prepping the mental, the public consciousness for something that, again, forgive the term, is so alien that it's not just a yeah. advance. You'd always expect if war broke out, it, with China, it might you'd... be though. It might be though that it's not our vehicles. It's either Chinese and or Russian, and they're ahead of us, and so we're trying to prep the battlefield or the mind for the idea that we are no longer the number one power and here's how we're going to have to catch up because i do think that china has leapfrogged us in certain critical technologies so it's not inconceivable that this isn't our stuff and our government knows it it could be like a false flag sputnik we're trying to it could be we're trying to do a scare into us to be like we gotta fucking dump a trillion mm -hmm. into this new manhattan project yeah well, we, you know, though, we've had several Sputnik moments over the last 10 years, right? So China launched well, their COVID. quantum internet. Well, COVID, <laughs> definitely, definitely. But we don't even, yeah. yeah. But uh, quantum internet, uh, China got their Missy satellite in 2016 working, and it's the first real quantum internet program. That should have been the Sputnik moment, and it wasn't. Um, you know, everything in biotech that's going on, we talked about that for my book last week. There's a bunch of, you know, Sputnik moments there. Um, the American people are somewhat ambivalent to these Sputnik moments uh, lately. Uh, not the way they were in the original Sputnik moment where everybody had their hair on fire. Um, but, you know, when it comes to looking at, I don't really know what the angle of the PSYOP would be, um, but I look at the patents I look at the technology, the way that they describe it working, and then I read things like uh, the the book that uh, the editor from Jane's Defense did about the quest for America's quest for anti-gravity tech. I mean, as he notes in the book, until the mid-1950s, Lockheed Martin, Boeing, all these companies were distributing ads in Time Life magazine and elsewhere talking about their investments in anti-gravity technology. And then in the 60s, it all just went away. It all just went into the ether. We never talked about it. Everybody forgot about it. Now, the the obvious explanation would be that, well, it's because it didn't work. That's maybe what it is, because we don't have it that we know of. Or maybe the military stepped in and was like, well, hold on a second. This is such exotic technology. This is such a game changer. A, we don't want the rest of the world to know we have it. And B, if we scale it up and let the, the civilians have it, that could be in its own right destabilizing. Let's just develop it more quietly and save it for a rainy day. Sort of like the end of, yeah. Who shot down the F-117? Was it was Serbs, Yugoslavia? It was the Serbs using a Russian system. Right, okay. And then that was... But the just real quick about that. Wasn't um, it kind of like a lucky... Basically, there was something off about there was something I don't remember now what it was. I used to know, but that that probably won't be able to happen again. 
because yeah. there was something off about the plane. There was something wrong. There are things. There are in yeah. um, in um, Ben Rich's Skunk Works. Yeah, they talk yeah. about the F one seventeen, and I think one time the radar cross section they were doing some like test out in the Nevada desert, and like their missiles were getting locked. No, no, no. Sorry, yeah. it was in Desert Storm, and the missiles were getting locked. And they're like, Storm. "What the fuck?" And like one of them went back and parked, and they realized that like the 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 uh, the landing gear doors yeah. was off by like a it was like and I think overlapping, yeah. and then that yeah that shot back. So it's basically all or nothing. You're either invisible, yeah. or it was like yeah, whoop whoop. There's a but yeah. Point and of I all think this, something is, like that happened with the Serb. Point of all this is, I mean, can you imagine if it if it didn't even lock on, if it was just like a fucking pot shot? <laughs> There's just yeah, some, somebody was, just got the 360 <laughs> no scope of a Serb lifetime, just, <laughs> shot down a craft that wasn't supposed to exist. You're like, dude, what the fuck is that? You're like, I was just blind firing, man. That would be fucking wild. But so that was shot down, and then the pieces, and then the pieces were collected and sent to a Chinese embassy, which we then bombed. Which yep. is, and, you know, we say by accident, bullshit, we were bummed. But the point is, is I didn't know this, and I could be wrong, but I thought I read recently the thing that went and bombed the embassy was the B-2. Because that came out in 89. The first flight was in the 89. Was I, that, so, but, but my point of getting at this is, and I don't know if that's, at, regardless of, of it, let's just say it was there. That's kind of wild to think about. There's a classified plane, the F-117. Right. And behind that yeah. was an even darker program. I know. So, Which is exactly my point. Which it's, is yes. it's like, so are yeah. we looking at these like meta levels of like the yeah. SR-72 or the new sixth yeah. generation fighters? It's like, dude, there might be something fucking even. It's like well, the U-2 think, and it's like the yeah. SR-71. Well, was... Yeah, well, just think about this. I'm going to look that they up were... just to be... They they were testing, they were testing versions of the stealth bomber as late as early as the 1970s. I think 79 was the first yeah. time they did a, they which means it, they, they were developing it, it beforehand. Yeah, they bef- they called that. it um the hopeless diamond or the, ha- the hopeless ha- diamond ha- in half blue. Yeah, it was yeah yeah I half blue half 79. Blue. Yes. That's wild yeah. to think about. 79 so just think man. About that. So in a way, it's fucking off- bell bottoms were technically still rocking around. <laughs> Right, right. So, you know, and then the reason I brought up the Nazi example is because if we did, in fact, simply absorb whatever advances they were working on and then marry it to our industrial scale, um, excuse me, there you go. It doesn't it doesn't defy reason then to assume that we would be many decades ahead of the uh where we officially say we are because we got a, a jump start with absorbing the nazi technology people forget the nazis when the war began the nazis were in several critical technological domains much farther advanced than the americans were not because the americans couldn't do it but because we didn't want to do it and we didn't realize we didn't see the need to do it in the peacetime before the war and it was only when the war started that we realized oh my god we've got to start taking tech seriously so sorry so the b2 the b2 was in use yeah over belgrade Okay, so it was yeah. there. That's yeah. That's <clears throat> insane. Then, so it's like right. There's the Black Ops project, and then there's the the project behind it. Um, right. But yeah, no. I mean, the Nazis were um again. Annie Jacobson's book, Operation Paperclip. They talk about when they go and they find um they find you know a, what I do know that book. I read that book. Yeah, they I, find, I do know yeah, that. They, yeah, they find a um <clears throat> they find a, a a wind tunnel, and then they find like an even more secret like off record wind tunnel yep. that wasn't on any not it was on like a private farm it was like a nazi black right. op- and they, that's where they found like the first technical like supersonic wind tunnel but the point is, yep. is so when they recovered it and then they were like hey it's not enough that we get these pieces back we need the scientists and i think the ca- like, the cable back to dc was like you need to understand like they're not kind of ahead of us they're two or three decades ahead of the united right. states right and that's such exactly. a that's such a wild that's not five years ahead that's not oh their no. armors a little more they were looking at the shit and they're yeah they're finding yeah it was like yeah the, like the schematics for like the messerschmitt jet engine and they're like yeah what is this yeah but that was off the shelf stuff again again well the messerschmitt the Nazis, was flying yeah no i know that what i'm saying though is i think the nazis were so much farther beyond the messerschmitt uh jet plane oh no i'm with you um, i'm with you the messerschmitt yeah. was in service and we're talking about what the fuck right. was in there right 
Pinamunda. And like the Foo Fighters, right? All the yeah, all the, the yeah. Uh, you know, the well, there there are schematics for mercury, liquid mercury power, yeah, uh, orbs that were supposed to basically disrupt the engine operations of yeah. Allied bombers. Yeah. So you know, and that's somewhat anti gravity as well. In fact, so the book, by the way, that I was talking about is Nick Cook, The Hunt for Zero Point, Nick and Cook. that came out in uh, two. It's a really good book, and um, it, it, I mean, his writing was really good, and he's the one who found out about Comler. And so what what basically Comler was the head of Pinamunda um, and in and they talk about, by the way, that the Nazis may have been developing um, uh, the, the Nazis may have been developing directed energy, rudimentary directed energy weapons, that they may have been testing it, in fact, on Jewish prisoners there. Um, and they talk about how Comler was basically at the epicenter of this whole thing. And Comler knew the war was going to be lost, so he cut a deal with the OSS, which was the precursor to the CIA, to basically hand over all the stuff in exchange for not just his freedom, but possibly being brought to the United States to work for the U.S. government in developing exotic technology. We faked his death mm -hmm. and basically, you know, helped him escape the the Nazi hunters for his use of his evil use of Jewish slave labor. Um, but I, I mean, I, I really think that this is this is where investigators should be looking, that it, it, it is not aliens. That is a that is so bizarre and such a leap. It's a very useful cover. It really is because there's really no answer to be given that everybody stops looking at the it's government, aliens. right? Yeah, it's, it's just, right. Yeah, shut up. Right. Right. Exactly. Which is why I just think this is all one big cover. It doesn't make any sense. And if you think about it, the tech, you look at the history of the development of, and we don't know enough about the Black Project. When I worked in government, we were part of the funding apparatus for the black budget. And when you requested to, when Congress were to, if you weren't part of the committee, when you requested to see the budget for the black projects, you got a ream of paper with everything blacked out. That was it. That was it. And so we don't know what's going on with the black budget. And I don't even think Congress has a proper no. handle on it, no. you know, because it's so big and they've been doing it for so many decades. They've, yeah, so they've, I, they've gamed that system. It's so locked. Absolutely. Special access absolutely. programs. And so I remember yep. some general said in some speech, he goes, it's SAPs inside of SAPs inside of Yeah, exactly. He's like, we exactly. don't even, it's, yeah, That's he's right. like, we couldn't tell you if we wanted to. And, That's right. And I think it is important to go back and to look at the Nazis because the precedent is what you're know, again the F117 and then the B2 and it's like that's that's wild is well then you have to look at precedents and like so yeah forget Messerschmitt so like um who's his uh, I've had him on here but I had him on here once before Dr. Vince Hufton who was, see the DARPA guy no he was I saw you had a guy from DARPA on a few weeks ago too that was he, talking about he this. had on no no Vince Hufton headed up the US spy museum at the Smithsonian, oh, okay. and then I think he left for the NSA. But he has a great book called um, "Nuking the Moon and Other Cold War Projects That Stayed on the Drawing Board." <laughs> it's a great book, man. He goes into the I'll most wild shit. That. But, um, but you look at the space shuttle, right? And then right. way before that, back in the fifties, there is a crazy program called the Dinosaur D Y N A. Dinosaur is a terrible cheesy name. Yeah, no, but I know. But it's essentially yeah, it's this little. Okay, I know you before you've been listening, it's it's a triangular craft and they're gonna put it on top of like an Atlas mm -hmm. rocket or something. It was like an early space plane and it's wild to go that was thirty years before the space shuttle they were right. looking at it. Right. But the dinosaur, which is the worst fucking name ever, for such a cool plane, but it was based on something from the Nazis called the Silbervogel, S-I-L-B-E-R-V-O-G-E-L, and it was a rocket. It was a, it was a space plane. It was an SSTO, single-stage-to-orbit space plane. It would take off from Germany, and it would fly up, and it would bounce across the atmosphere, and it would nuke New York, and then it would land on yeah. Japanese-held air bases yeah. in the Pacific. But that was from the 40s. So it's like right. you got to start looking. It's like Messerschmitt, okay, but like our the baby plans for the space shuttle right were right. originally from the Silbervogel. and you really That's right and this isn't crazy like were there it's, it's like, not no, this is these are documents that 
yeah, you go read in the in a museum, and it's like, oh, that's interesting, and it's like, no, that's that's not. Hold on, like, right? What the fuck? Right. So you, right, and the thing the thing is, if you've ever seen or, or or read about also Heisenberg's nuclear program for the Nazis, the only thing about that the, the biggest issue with the Nazis was this: it's that they had all of the great innovators, they had all of the ideas. And they could even build working models of this in limited number. The problem was with the leadership, Hitler. Hitler couldn't focus. He couldn't pick which program he wanted to, to direct all the resources into. He wanted to do it all. And, and they want, didn't and have the industrial base. Yeah. Right. And they didn't have the industrial base to do that. And the reason the Americans were able to break ahead of everybody is, A, we were the only warring country that was not directly our industrial centers were not directly affected and b we picked one or two technologies and to focus just, on that's right and that put us ahead of the curve well, the past as, as bill burr said yeah it's well the huge thing is is that we weren't getting bombed but as bill burr says right. it, it didn't matter how good our tanks were we just happy mealed it 99 billion that's right, exactly how good that's it, right some some that's american right. general goes you know the, the german tanks are so good one of them would take out four of ours and you go well how did we win the war and he goes oh well, we just made five we just made five. <laughs> we right. Just, we exactly. just fucking happy meal. Exactly. Yeah. And the Soviets, to a lesser extent, did that well, they too did with, with humans. With, with humans. Yeah. Right. Right. And so, but, but, you know, this idea that it's just aliens, it has to be aliens. I just, and you hear not just people like on the Ancient Aliens program, but you hear actually very well educated people. I was watching Joe Rogan about a year ago or eight months ago, and he had, um, Eric Weinstein or Brett Weinstein, one of the two of them, who's the physicist. And I think it was Eric Weinstein. And Joe Rogan asked him, how do you know it's not our technology that's just so far ahead? We haven't announced that we have it yet. And he gave this convoluted response about how it couldn't be ours because that would mean that 90% of the physics community was working on nothing and, and blah, 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 blah. And it was just this weird weird answer and i was thinking to myself wait a second peter Thiel, one of the great innovators of our age has spent the last 12 or 15 years complaining that we're not innovating anymore that we've reached a we've hit a wall in terms of tech innovation and if you look at all of the tech sector in america in the world there is a general stagnation of tech innovation um and so maybe it is true that 90 percent of the people involved in research and development have hit a wall and they don't realize it maybe it's because the innovations have already been made and it just hasn't been shared off off yeah yeah yeah, it's like yeah, and uh, you wouldn't want the whole scientific. If your goal was to keep secrets, and science is all about being open and having as many hands in the pot as possible to, to further research. If you're a government trying to play keep away, you're not going to want a lot of people involved. When Truman was it was was Truman in the Senate beforehand? Whatever, maybe is when he was, yeah Senate. Nope, Senate. And, yeah, and his he was part of the basically like like sniff out fraud waste and abuse during yeah. world war ii because the effort was so huge that of there of course there's just douchebags trying to skim off the top right right like with covid yeah. yeah yeah no and they were yeah. i think back in world war ii if they found out you were selling like faulty shit or double charging i think you got executed which is kind of hardcore oh, you, you you would you yeah <laughs> the fucking yeah, just straight up kill fucking straight it's up a different you. better time yeah they just straight up <laughs> killed you yeah but um but he was tracing um back all this funding that was going to tennessee and nothing was coming out of it and he was kind of building this whole case and he was like and he brought it to some general and he was like hey i've got all this money it's going into this one like factory in tennessee nothing's coming out and the guy was basically like you know like harry you, you're doing a great service to your government you should but you're just gonna i'm gonna tell you from like higher up like you're gonna look the other way on this one and then, right. so when he became vice president he wasn't told about the a-bomb till 13 days after yep. fdr died it turned out he was he was looking into the uh, the energy production facility in in, in yep. Tennessee for the A bomb. Yep. But so my point is is like, dude, compartmentalization is not new. Like that's the name of no. the game, man. Right. Yeah. Right. It's it's they were doing I like actually, shell games and shit. Yes, but I actually think, and I don't remember where I heard this in the last few weeks. Oh, it might have been even somebody defending Trump on the classified documents. I don't remember. But somebody made the point that, in their opinion, we're overclassifying things that really need to be made open 
in terms of high tech development so that we can get the best and the brightest to figure out how to make these these exotic technologies we're playing with uh, basically how to make them scalable and usable beyond just for a handful of people. And I happen to agree. I think that um, there is a place for compartmentalization. But if we've developed on some level these really exotic technologies, um, I think, think we need to make them available to the wider world, consequences be damned. Because I think that, I mean, anti-gravity, if this really is something that we have a proto, even just one prototype of, we need to be throwing every resource at figuring out how to make that work because that that could change everything. I mean, that kind of propulsion system. Um, and so um, I do think that some of the classification procedures are a bit ridiculous when it comes to stuff like this because we do need to get more people involved to get us to the next level. Cause I, I just think that the, the technology that we may be playing with, we've got it. The Chinese have it. The Russians have it some degree of it. The problem with all of us, I think is the problem the Nazis ran into, which is scalability. They don't, we're not, we don't have the, the capacity yet to make it scalable. It's where so it can really bleeding make edge. It yes. That it's, Yes, it kind of is its best value is existing in a lab somewhere. That's right. Right. It's, That's right. It's, but, yeah. I think it can be scaled up if we put enough resources behind it. But if you put too many resources and people behind it, you risk the information getting yeah, out. It's, it's, you know, it's you almost wonder if like just the, that entire black world has almost just become a. And this is an original thought, obviously, the military industrial complex. But I'm not even saying that because that implies that there's like a conscious force behind it. You right. almost wonder if like the classification and the silos and like the telescoping just programs and labs and mm -hmm. front comp you almost wonder if the web is just so thick and the classification levels are so yeah. deep and and the implications of of cross-pollination are treason and death right that no one really knows what's it's not that there's a group of people like we're not releasing it you almost wonder if it's just like do we just have these like metamaterial nanotube anti-gravity shit in different labs in different do, mountain probably. complexes and it's just, it would take like, it would take like a hundred year audit <laughs> to even yeah. just find, if you could just pause time and just go through everything and just have like a million people looking and they'd be like, in 10 years, they'd be like, all right, so we think this is what's going on. It might yeah. not even be that, right? It's yeah. like cleaning out your, yeah. you know, you know, yeah. when my grandma passed and it was like, you go out and you're cleaning out the house. Yeah. You're like, we didn't even know what this, did you know that right. like. Yeah, grandpa had like five kilos of gold or something. He's like, what the fuck? Like, is, which yeah. weird? What are these documents from? And like, right. whose piano right. is this? I think it might be the program has just gone so far. That might off be the it. And it's been doing but, it for eight decades. To, yep. Yeah. Sorry. But the scary thing is, no, no, you're good. But the scary thing is, though, <clears throat> if my theory is correct, that China has whatever secrets we have, China's either has learned or is about to figure out because they've been stealing from us for decades. The scary thing is, though, they might have figured out by looking at our stolen schematics what how to put the process together oh. better than we can. That's my fear. My fear is that, that the Chinese... And the, maybe the Russians as well, but the Chinese in particular, with their mass production capabilities and their very robust human capital, um, that they might be able to crack the code of scalability on this new technology that we've been playing with for decades before we can. And and that's the part that scares me, because then if the Chinese can, I mean, look what they're doing with hypersonic technology, right? Now, now imagine even more beyond what, what that is. And the Chinese are ahead of us in hypersonic technology now because they have the world's largest wind tunnel uh, for hypersonic testing. And so if you were to apply that to some kind of exotic anti-gravity device, whatever, mm -hmm. um, that is really scary. Um, and in fact, we talk about the military. I was reading on the, the Daily Wire, I think, this morning. Um, Matt Walsh was reporting that... There was a Marine Corps, a group of Marine Corps guys that were assigned to respond to the earthquake in Indonesia back in the 2010s. And when they were there, there was an octagonal shaped craft that landed and U.S. troops were loading weapons 
onto it and it took back off. And when these Marines went to go report to their CO what they saw, a group of government guys came in to their ship and basically read them the riot act and said, if you ever want to get out of here, you're never going to speak of this again. And this guy said he's coming out speaking 15 years later because of David Grush. He thinks he's safe now to come out and talk about this. Now, what was shot down right after that Chinese balloon went over uh, Malmstrom Air Base, um, the Air Force Base in Alaska shot down an octagonal craft. Um, I never believed that a it was a balloon or b that it was um, that it was just uh, something something errant. I, I've always believed that was an experimental military craft. The question was, who did it belong to? I think you said that back when you and I did an episode, right? When that yeah, happened. we did. Um, yeah, man, that's it. That's where it, it just starts to get so foggy. And so, I, I mean, I have to keep going back to the PSYOP thing because there are like so many different angles with the PSYOP because, you know, if you're the big dick government power, right, and you're the law of the land, you don't want to say that something's aliens because that implies you're not the one in charge. If you That's see right. something flying around in your sovereign airspace, that shows you're not in charge. So, but if we're coming out and we're saying it is aliens and that we're not in charge, that implies that they're doing something for which they don't want any culpability and they go, well, it was right. aliens, but then right. what is that? And why would we do that if the Chinese also had it? I mean, are they just going to try to use that as a, as a scapegoat for just all the money Possibly. missing over the decades? We, uh, it turns Possibly. out it was aliens and we reverse engineered it. Don't look at where the last 20 trillion, the whole thing. I think also I don't though, see the, I don't admit- see the, the need for, I guess. Well, it, I, well, the government does things that don't make sense. I mean, I work there. If, There's a lot of things that they if do. If China that don't make and sense. Russia didn't have these weapons, then it yeah. would make sense to me. Because you go, it's a smoke yeah. screen. It's aliens. Yeah. We reverse engineered it. Like, you know. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, I think that on some level, we can't concede that we have this because a. It's derived from Nazi technology, which is going to open up a whole can of worms. Yeah, no, it's not. With that. We're funding them now. The, Nobody cares. Right. Well, no. <laughs> uh, Zing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think it's also going to be problematic if we tell the world, yeah, we've had this technology for 80 years. We could have used it. We could have. That's a good you know, point. How come you didn't use this earlier? We could have used this effectively. Right. How come we haven't right. bettered the world? So it might make sense right. to go, we just found it. Right. And then also, if you do admit that the Chinese have it and the Russians have had it, that also creates a lot of complications because, I mean, that means that all of our national defense capabilities are basically rendered useless. Because if they've got a fleet or a squadron even of these anti-gravity vehicles, our air defense network isn't going to work. Our... You know what I mean? So it creates all kinds of uncertainty. And then how do you justify all the expenditures into the defense apparatus? Here's an idea. China has a working model of some anti-gravity craft. We've We've got maybe an operational fleet. China has one. We didn't think China had one, and now we're kind of scared right. that they have one. So almost right. like a vaccine, yeah, we're gonna do a a scare on us to justify a massive ramp up in this shit. Yeah, that before could be China it. could get a fleet. So we're going. Yeah. Well, it's 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 us discovering the Soviets have the A bomb. We're right. going. That's right. And we're not telling anyone that we have fifty A bombs. We're going. Hey, we right. need a thousand more. So it right. might be that it could be it that, that they only it. have like one or two. And we're going. Oh fuck! We knew they had the schematics. We didn't think they could actually build it. This is a game changer. Yeah, we gotta. Okay. Yeah, but let me let me give you a little. There's one of my favorite stories of all time. Was Popular Mechanics two summers ago in 2021 June I think of 2021, um, and I post it once a year because it's such just a, a wild story. It's a very short story. Basically, China's government came out randomly and said. We are definitely not building a time machine. Oh, yeah. That was an actual statement that the Chinese government gave. And the article, of course, was all saying, of course, they're not building a time machine. But 
I was talking about quantum computing with one of the Trump uh, administration's former national security people and the last few weeks and up in D.C. And he made the comment to me. He was like, well, it might not be directly a time machine, but you, you'd be surprised what quantum entanglement can, can give you when you research that. And what have the Chinese the, the, when yeah. you're when you're in. When you're investing in quantum computing, what you're investing in is the study of quantum entanglement, is quantum physics. Instantaneous correlation. Yeah. And and so maybe it's not actually a time machine, but maybe it's something that has similar, some kind of similar thing. Um, But the reason I bring that up is because we know, whether it's metamaterials, quantum computing, whatever, new propulsion technology, once you invest and research one, you might be able, without realizing it at first or without anybody noticing, you might be able to do something really radical. And that's why we do the kind of, we fund the kind of research into new industries that we do, or innovations, because it might yield the next great military weapon or whatever. Um, and so China's been 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 throwing everything and the and the kitchen sink at funding these new innovations because explicitly of their military value and so that's why i say i'm very worried when we talk about exotic tech and and we do acknowledge in some quarters that maybe what we're seeing in the sky is u.s military tech we also need to if we acknowledge that we need to also be able to acknowledge there are other near-peer competitors out there who probably have are doing the same thing and have access to something similar. Remember what David Grush said, the whistleblower from the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. He told the reporter there is, quote, a cold war going on between the United States and China for capturing as much as many of these craft as possible. I think he's right about one thing. There is a cold war between the United States and China, and it is over high technology dominance, everything from metamaterials to hypersonic to quantum and all the all the other stuff. But I don't think it's to capture crashed alien saucers. I think it's to capture the stuff we're shooting down that is this exotic new technology our two militaries are experimenting with that we developed. So trying to capture all the other guy's shit. Yeah, to learn what the other guy has done and... You know, I mean, this there is so much going on. I mean, this like there's so much going on in the in the in the the tech war that most Americans are completely not privy to. Think of Shane Todd murdered. uh, You know, there's so many things going on that we don't know about. You know, it makes me think of I didn't actually watch it, but I watched the clip for I think it's the last John Wick movie. But it's John Wick and another whatever counter assassinate cat counter assassin. And they both have like suits with woven Kevlar in it. So unless you get yeah. a headshot, and there's one guy, and he's up on a he's up on a they're in a mall, and he's up on a, a higher terrace, and John Wick's down on the first terrace, and they're they're walking parallel to one another through a very crowded area, and they're looking at one another, and they each have their silenced pistols, and you like tink tink, and you know the guy will be like, yeah. hit, hit twice, but it's just right. you know they got the Kevlar, and then he'll wait, and he'll tink tink, and you know he'll hit Wick. And they're, they're just like, yeah. fuck. fuck. But all the while, right. they're in this airport in some country where neither are supposed to be or something. Right. So they're trying to stay quiet. And there's people right. all around. And, think, think, and every once in a while, you see like a bullet hit a wall and there's a plume. Right. It kind of makes me think of that. They're in this like exactly right. hyper war for the death. Right. But they also don't want anyone to know. Right. It's this Jet weird. Yep. It's this weird. Shadow boxing. Yeah, and yeah, it's not it's not World War Two where no it's in the open. It's just this weird. They're trying to kill each other right. and also deny that it either have the tech right because it's a, they it's want the dance. rest of us. Well, because they want the rest of us sheep to go about because well, they want to kill the other and, one so then they can subjugate right. everyone. So right. it, does, it makes no right. sense to kill the other one if everyone sees. That's right. It's that's weird. Right. And, it's a weird. But but I dance. think that something like that is at play, and I think that Ugh. I think audiences everywhere need to need to not be distracted by the alien talk. They need to focus on what the vehicles are looking like. What are they exhibiting? They are exhibiting. Yes, it's extraordinary physics defying capabilities, but humans have been defying physics for the last century. It should not be that big of a stretch to think 
we might have developed even greater physics defying yeah. capabilities and we should be asking why and why we haven't been told we were told about the stealth plane we were told about the nuclear bomb eventually why haven't we been told about this and I, that's the real thing that we need to be wondering it uh lastly um it makes me think of uh what's it called what was going to say so what about Elon Musk then that guy's not stupid. The guy's no. got more money than God. He's obviously yeah. doing crazy shit with conventional rockets. You think he would have looked into this more? And a guy that's so buddy-buddy in the defense, yeah. you think he would have looked well, into it more? Or does he know enough not to ask more? Or is he also working with the government on some other shit and his landing rockets are just kind of like a... He knows they're like, yeah, they're just kind of a side thing. Could be. Um, I do know that he may be their one of their best providers of supplies and equipment. But remember, in 2010, he was hated. Uh, yeah. The Air Force chief of staff, Schwartz, yeah. would not give him contracts. He had to sue his way in yeah. uh, to get those contracts. So there's always been this sort of like, w on the one hand, they love his product. On the other hand, the military doesn't trust him. They don't want to rely too heavily on him. Um, it's possible. I mean, because I remember reading something a few years ago. It might have been in uh, Fortune magazine or Popular Mechanics where somebody asked him, is there stuff that we don't know about? And he said, I've looked into anti-gravity. I haven't heard anything about it. Um, and so he said something like that. But I mean. That's also, I don't, what, the, you, that's also what you would. Sure, not to be, not to be right. full conspiracy of that sounds like a. But I mean, if someone is that red in, and that's not just Bob on the street, that's that's Elon fucking Musk, the billionaire right. with with a space company. Right. That's a pretty kind of like par for the course line that you'd say. Yeah, I don't think right. so. Right. And so, also, that's all you'd say. You'd go, yeah, I don't think but, so. But but also it might be that he can't get access to it. Yeah, he can't. Maybe maybe it's one of those things where and so why talk about it if you can't benefit from it? Because he is ultimately interested in the money. That's what he's yeah. doing. It's different from what the government's doing in that way. He wants to make money. That's his that's his goal. Yeah. And so if he can't make money off of it, why talk about it and inspire somebody else and maybe create competition that way? Yeah. You know, I you know I but but just because he says he he looked into it and doesn't I mean we that, know that's that just the a, that's just a sentence. Right. Just and words. we know that the UFO patents are real. Yeah. We know that the nav air filed these patents and that the schematics for these craft are identical to what the F-16 fighter pilots have been reporting seeing in airspace off of California's coast and off of Virginia's coast for the last 15 years. You know, so now, let's let's make let's go in 180 degrees then. Is this a positive thing that's happening? Is this a it's hard to believe because they're all demons from hell, but just for the sake of it, <laughs> is this a positive thing? Or is it slowly being leaked to the public for no, with all these, you know, David Fravor and whoever the other pilot is? There's a couple of them, and they're all doing their podcast. You know, over the last five years, they've been on Rogan and Weinstein right, and right, right. Friedman and whatever the fuck. Is this just like slowly you're spilling it out and warming up the consciousness to it and then you start kind of just leaking it into commercial tech and that maybe, might be and, and i don't necessarily believe that but just as a you know exercise maybe it's a maybe it's a good thing maybe we're just leaking it at, now i don't really think so because we're also clearly beating the drums for world war three right well one group in particular is, yeah. yeah so i don't yeah. i don't know now i don't necessarily believe that and then you also wonder, I mean, is Elon just a pragmatic guy? And he goes, I know they probably have this tech. I know I'm never going to get it. And instead of yeah. pouting about it, I'm just going to roll up my sleeves and get us to Mars with liquid rockets. Right. It might just be right. that. I don't know. It might be that. And I, I don't know. I mean, it could be that. But I think a lot of these these whistleblowers, I think like Fravor and those guys, I actually don't think. I know they say we have the highest clearance. They don't have the highest clearances. They have yeah. some of the highest clearances. But they don't have the highest clearances. They're not dealing with the special access program. They're not dealing with what, what but, I'm talking about. But there's and a reason so, why they got cleared to tell their story, even if they yes, rightfully think because that they it, have it. Yes. So there's some yes. fucking higher mind game going on. Yes. Here. Yes. And so, um, and you know, even, <laughs> even like uh, the, the, what was it? Lou Elizondo, Chris mm -hmm. Mellon, 
all that show on History Channel. Well, and by the way, I've I, I don't know these guys. I know of Mellon. I know Mellon is very respected. I like Mellon a lot. He seems like a stand-up guy. At the end of the day, though, he was the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence, okay, for many years. Lou Elizondo, who was, who was the DIA employee who was sort of the on-the-ground investigator for the Tom DeLonge History Channel series, who ran... Um, who ran a tip. Yeah, or was involved, rather. Um, the bottom line is, what was his job in DIA, in the military, in the Navy? He was a counterintelligence operative. What do counterintelligence officers do? Not only do they hunt spies, but they also protect secrets that we have. So all of this, to me, seems like some kind of giant deflection yeah. uh, about what I, I it has to be that we've got technology, not from little green men, maybe, but I don't think that's pro probable. I think what's probable here is we have got technology that is so far freaking advanced um, that we haven't yet been able to fully scale it up. So we don't want anybody to fully know about it because we want to control everything. And I think the reason it's coming out now, though, is probably because China has cracked some code and they've, they're getting advances of their own as well. And we're starting to sweat about this. Oh, my God, they're catching up to us. And how do we respond to that without letting the world know we've been sitting on this tech for decades? Hmm. Um, it makes me think, again, of Ben Rich's book, Skunk Works. It's a fantastic read. And he would talk about how the CIA would leak U-2 flight manuals yep. to the Soviets, yep. and we would, um, with with wrong schematics, with wrong limitations, we would say it can only go 40,000 feet, and it could go higher than that. We would say mm -hmm. it only had this speed. We would say that its camera only had this resolution. It was all this shit to throw off the Soviets, and then to sell it, we wouldn't just leave these finely printed books. We would artificially age them with like ultraviolet light to make it look like they'd right. been left out in the sun. We'd put coffee mug stains on it, cigarette burns. We'd black shit out with Sharpies um, yep. to make it look like it was actually lost. And uh, Ben Rich talks about that in his book Skunk Works. And then later on in the book, he talks about how under Reagan, uh, the Joint Chiefs came to him and they were like, we want a, a Mach 14 fighter jet. And this is in the 80s and he's right. going. And so we tried everything and it, it just didn't it didn't work. It just can't be done. So it's like you have a guy talking about counterintelligence who right. is as who is as American through and through. He's Clarence Kelly Johnson's protege. He's fucking F-117 fucking Ben Rich. And then in the same book, he goes on to tell you that this stuff can't be done. And then he's also goes on years later at that conference everyone knows about like a year before he died of cancer is he's given that speech somewhere in California and he, and he goes, and by the way, the U S military has things beyond your wildest dreams out in yeah. the desert. If you've seen it in star Trek or star Wars, we've either done it or we haven't done it. Cause we realized it was a waste of our time. The U S military is already amongst the stars. So yeah. like you have a guy talking about counter Intel and then I think doing counter Intel, I'm telling you about a magic trick as I'm pulling yep. off a magic trick. Yep. Yeah. I got to imagine it's something like that. <laughs> yeah. And there's something going on that we are not privy to. No. The reason these things happen, that they say what they say, it's for a certain audience and we are not the intended audience. You don't it have is, to know we, what the thing they're deflecting is from right. to know they're deflecting. They're deflecting. Right. right? If you exactly. see armed guards by a door, you don't have to know what's behind the door. You go, they don't want us there. Right. I don't know what's there, but they don't right. want us there. Right. That's right. And I think that's what you're correct. There's some counter intel shadow boxing fuckery going on. Yeah. And it's very yeah. unfortunate that you and I are probably never going to know. Never say never. Never say never. Never say but... never. There's a there are some politicians that I am involved with who very much want to know. And if they can get power, I think um, we might find out. <sighs> I just want oh, I might find I, out at I least. Know you, I know you will, and I'll put a gun <laughs> in your fucking head. I'll fucking come out there with Dale. And I'll, you know. Dale, Dale did security for uh, for Wackenhut, which used I think they've been dissolved, but they used to do. Yeah. They used to have like a monopoly on the security out in Area Fifty One. Yeah. And yeah. Dale did security out there. Yeah. And he on the podcast. Not don't worry. It's not. If Dale told me this in private, I would not be saying this. I'd be like, he's going to kill me. He said it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. He was out there. 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, we like, you know, he's like, we saw these like this like silhouette of something just hovering behind this like rock outcropping. Mm-hmm. We got in our truck to drive around. He's like, and we saw it and just it was like sitting there and then it just over the horizon, like fraction of a second. Yeah. And it they said when the SR-71 was going at its max speed, if you could look up directly up, obviously you can't see it so far up. But if what they'd say, if you could track it with a radar. It took almost exactly 60 seconds for it to go directly over you to over the horizon. That was just about the average. And it was, you know, you could calculate it out to like Mach 3.2. And like this happened in less than a second. And so if you calculate it out, it comes out to like Mach 100. Yeah. And that's Dale saying this shit. Right. And Dale doesn't give a fuck. Dale's retired in Bali with a hot wife and he trains canines for the government. He doesn't give a shit. There's no Dale's not playing five D chess. He doesn't right. care. Dale's got right. his guns and his wife. He does. He doesn't. Right. And Dale's like, yeah, no, I saw that thing out there, just is hovering there quietly, and then took off one over the horizon. Yeah. Like, what was it? He's like, I don't know, probably aliens. And I was like, all right, well, where were you, Dale? <laughs> oh, Area Fifty One. All yeah. right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you do private security for H W Bush, Dale? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, you're you're right into stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're not gonna know. You might know. I won't know. Well, I mean, maybe. I don't. Who knows? I don't Who knows? Know. It's just you know, it's it is. Um, I I just I I do think that, and the reason I say this all the time, I bring this up all the time, is because I I really do think that we need to be much more conscientious about what the Chinese are doing technologically. We tend to, and we talked about this when we talked about my book Biohacked, but we tend to really assume China can't catch up to us, and I think they can, and I think they are. Um, and so, uh, you know, we need to be conscious of the idea or open to the idea that maybe one day we're going to wake up and, and those craft we're seeing in our skies are actually not U.S. military experimental planes or whatever, but they're Chinese experimental planes. Maybe they're not testing them anymore. Maybe they're coming to do something. Yeah. Cause yeah. The, that day is approaching, I think very soon. Mm. I, I think it's approaching very soon. So. And it might be, that's my, what I'm, I'm starting to think that it you're right that we are realizing China's a little farther ahead than we thought they were, yeah. but they're not completely ahead. Not at all. And no, we're, it, and we're going. We, yeah. Let's. There's a reason for the alien psyop, and it's going to yeah. have something to. And we might not see all the pieces till 50 years from now, where we go. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I think it's probably something like. I think there's prob there's probably a. Not like an Iraq WMD. I think there's probably like a credible real threat that someone yeah. in DARPA or the NRO bring it to fucking the Joint Chiefs, and they're like, "Yeah, this isn't like, well, we're scared of a Saddam. Like, no, like, no, this is some like real shit." Right. And now we're seeing just like the highest levels of the military industrial apparatus starting to move cogs, and it's manifesting as an alien psyop, which, like any good psyop. It's not going to be. We're not going to understand it very quickly, because then it wouldn't be a good psyop, right? But there's something going on that is directly correlated to. Doesn't matter if it's aliens or if it's fucking flying unicorns. It's it's coming back to exotic materials that are seemingly breaking the laws of physics, right? And it's when a near peer threat China is rising. So the yeah. two are related. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know what. The two are related. Exactly. Exactly. Woo. Something something fucky is going on. Something fucky is going on. Something's fucky. Something's, <laughs> something's fucky. That that in conclusion, something's that's how that's how we wrap up our classified report to the fucking fucking DNI. Like in conclusion, uh, Your Honor, <clears throat> something's fucky. <laughs> Some something's fucky. <laughs> I'm reminded of the last scene uh, of Burn After Reading. Have you ever seen that movie? Forever ago. I don't really remember. Yeah. I kind of so remember. The end, Didn't he? Is the that end, when he shot Brad Pitt in the face or something? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, that yeah, scene. Yeah. So, yeah. And so at the end, the CIA mid-level bureaucrat is describing everything that happened to the CIA director. And the CIA director looks. His eyes are all glazed over. And he goes, so what did we learn here? And the guy, the guy, he goes, honestly, sir, I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, I remember from the, the sketch group, whitest kids, you know, 
and there was some <laughs> there's some clip it was, it was just like a three minute comedy clip and it's called sex robot and it's just a guy in this like boxy like silver spray painted costume and and he's just walking around like some suburban neighborhood and he's going sex robot sex robot sex robot sex robot and people are just like what is that and it's like honey will you call the cops and it's just this guy going sex robot and the cops are like all right buddy like you can't be here there's kids around here and he like looks at like the kids and he's like sex robot like he can't be stopped and the cops go look at the kid they go you're not looking at those kids and he goes sex robot and they go all right buddy and they like pull their guns out and they're like they fucking arrest them and then it's like he's at he's in like He's at trial and the courts, the judge is like, why were you like exposing yourself to kids? And he's like, sex robot, sex robot. And so finally they, he's on the gallows and they like hang him or something. And he's like, sex and his neck breaks. And, uh, and, uh, the chief goes, all right, gentlemen, what did we learn here today? And the guy under him goes, what did we learn? And the chief goes, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's sex exactly robot. right. It's the same shit. Sex robot. That also might be it, man. The the fuck the comical fuckery might go so high up that mm-hmm. you know, finally they're like, "All right, did we achieve the goal of the alien psyop?" And it was like, "What was the goal?" Fuck. <laughs> you, know, my... well, you have to remember the generation that st- this all began under is dead. So it could be one of those things where it could all be the just programs just going auto on autopilot, just going, and, just and they're just keeping it going because it's yeah, and compartmentalizing, and now nobody has any idea. What's but everyone going figures on. it's like we have to keep this going for the sake of the right. republic. But right. it might be something that was conjured up when there was like Van black and white Bush and those yeah, exactly guys, and fucking cathode cathode tube right. TVs, and we're like, yeah, no, this is old, man. Right. This is. It's just yeah. like we were supposed to bring this together after three generations. It's it like was supposed to finish five. in the 90s, but it was just, it's become so classified that <laughs> fuck that might <laughs> wouldn't that be what that's like the most American outcome. That would be like the you re- most American like, outcome. That is the most American. Is some that, shit oh, yeah, signed we- off by FDR. Yeah. And we're like, why is this still going? going? <laughs> and we're looking at it and they're like, dude, this is when like night vision was classified. We're like, oh, gee, I can buy night vision at Walmart. It's like, are you tell me we've been taking marching orders from guys that have been dead since the 80s. Like, I think so. And man. Like, that's actually the most hopeful outcome. That would be the funniest. <laughs> that would be. Inc- and they would never <laughs> classify that because that would be embarrassing. Oh, hugely embarrassing. Yeah, that's fucking incredible. <laughs> that's honestly I hope that's what's it that me too because that that means that we don't really have to worry no <laughs> it's just <laughs> that's so great that's so fucking great <laughs> yeah it's some van of our bush fucking started with Oppenheimer or something no one even <laughs> knows just, what the original it's goal. gone on it's just telephone it's just been going on for 90 years and we're like what is it it's a it's a why did we have to do an alien side I don't dude they didn't foresee like touchscreen phones no. We're just still trudging yeah. along with this. Oh, God, I hope that's it. That would be so fucking great. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what the, what did we learn here today, Brandon? I don't know, man. I I don't know, but it was fun to it talk was, about. It was fucking great. It's fun, <laughs> guys. Go into the description, buy Brandon's books, and um, go follow his Twitter. Go to his website, and uh, dude. Till next time. Thank you for your time. That was fun as fuck as always. Yeah. See you later, man. You too, buddy. Brandon Weicker, thank you, sir. Guys, please go in the description, buy his books, follow his Twitter, go to his website. Thank you so much. Peace.